0: Thank you for joining us for this new podcast from Zoetis, Field Observations with Gary Sides. In this edition of Field Observations, Dr. Sides, managing nutritionist with Zoetis, describes the important role of feed-grade chlorotetracycline in today's cattle rations. Dr. Sides, thank you for joining us today. To start this conversation, can you briefly ground us in how in-feed chlortetracycline, like oreomycin, is used by the cattle backgrounding and feeding segments?
1: Thanks, Cheryl. There are two main uses. The industry refers to the first use as a pulse dose, five-day increments when cattle show symptoms of bovine or respiratory disease. And in this use, oreomycin is fed at the rate of 10 milligrams per pound of body weight, and it can be fed for up to five days. The second use is a continuous use of oreo. It's fed at a lower rate of 350 milligrams per head per day. So if you have a group of cattle that have BRD symptoms that continue to flare up, it's a good option to get them on a healthy path and ready to perform.
0: Following up on that, can you explain the label indications for oreomycin? And are there any nuances in the use of the product we need to understand for more effective use?
1: Sure, that's a really good question because Oreo has been a product that has been under the direction of the nutritional community for decades, and as a veterinarian, you may not have had much exposure to oreomycin. The labels are pretty simple. For calves, beef, and non-lactating dairy cattle, the label states that a rate of 10 milligrams per pound of body weight per day for treatment of bacterial enteritis caused by E. coli and bacterial ammonia caused by Pasteurella multocida in organisms that are susceptible to coral tetracycline. You can feed this pulse dose for up to five days. The appropriate amount of oreo-containing feed supplement may be mixed in the cattle's daily ration or administered as a top dress. And you guys know as well as I do that if the oreo-containing feed supplement is administered as a top dress, it needs to be spread uniformly on top of the ration, and sufficient space must be provided so that all cattle can eat at the same time. For more information concerning mixing directions, VFT forms, and calculating grams per ton, etc., we have other documents available to help you do do that math. Please give me a call or email if you need these additional resources.
0: There are some that wonder how in-feed chlorotetracycline can be effective in treating bovine respiratory disease when it is fed at such a low dose. Is there research that supports the efficacy of CTC in treating bovine respiratory disease?
1: This molecule has been around since the early 1950s, so we have multiple studies that have shown five-day pulses as well as the 350 milligram daily dose are very effective in reducing morbidity, mortality, and the number of treatments and retreatments needed. When you incorporate CTC in the five-day pulse dose early in the arrival period, it's been shown to be equal to an injectable antimicrobial in effectively treating bovine respiratory disease in high-risk calves. There was a Kansas State study with Jerry Stuck and others that compared CTC to infeed to micotill, and both were equally effective in reducing morbidity and similar numbers for retreats. Additionally, there was a Dan Thompson study that was uh, published by Kansas State, it was run at Cactus Feeders back around the year 2000, demonstrated that the percentage of animals requiring individual therapy for respiratory disease was reduced by half, 11% for the CTC group versus 22% for control. When they used periodic five-day pulse of CTC at the 10 milligram per pound of body weight, and as well, they added DECOX at 22.7 milligrams per 100 pounds of body weight during that initial 28-day study. Uh, The closeout date I just referred to was at closeout. uh, The treatments were only during the first 28 days. The reduction of morbidity was most evident during the first 30 days. Study when 7% of the CTC DECOX group were treated compared with 11% of the control group.
0: Dr. Sides, at that low level, is there any concern about creating antibiotic-resistant pathogens?
1: There's a study published by the USDA Meat Animal Research Center and Clay Center back in October of last year. They looked at the impact of post-dose of Oreo, one post-dose, day five through nine, on the dynamics of E. coli bacteria that are resistant to tetracyclines or third-generation cephalosporins resistant to tetracycline. Five days of feeding Oreo produced a temporary increase in the tetracycline-resistant E. coli concentrations in feces and pen surfaces compared to non-treated, but there were no differences between treatment groups by day 27 and out to day 127, which was the end of the study. The in-feed CTC had no impact on third-generation E. coli prevalence in feces or pen surfaces at any time in the study. If you have the time, please read the rest of this. study. There are other nuggets of information that you may find very useful.
0: The Veterinary Feed Directive has created some new challenges for veterinarians with feed-grade antibiotics. What are some of the challenges you have seen with this transition in the field? And what advice do you give veterinarians and nutritionists to make it easier to implement feed-grade antibiotics most effectively?
1: I've given dozens Dozens of presentations have spoken to hundreds of cattle veterinarians and nutritionists over the past three years, trying to answer these questions prepare you all for the changes that would be required for the implementation of the VFD. In every presentation, I started with these questions, and I would start out by asking, in the last five years, please raise your hand if your family doctor has recommended the use of a tetracycline for any of your family's medical needs. I pause and I say, what about the last 10 years? I have another pause and I ask, well, what about the last 20 years? In almost every case, with almost no exceptions, no one raises their hands. So based on my little survey, tetracycline is simply rarely used in human medicine. It's out there, but it's rarely used. So even though it is listed in the class of highly important antibiotics by the FDA, it's non-use is the norm in human medicine. So if we're truly sensitive, And honest about the use of and the stewardship of antibiotics and the judicious use of antibiotics, oreomycin fits that philosophy perfectly. Based on current data, writing a VFT for oreomycin reduces morbidity, mortality, as well as the use of critically important antibiotics that's at the top of the list of the FDA for judicious use.
0: And Dr. Sides, do you have any final thoughts on the role of products like oreomycin in cattle feed rations?
1: We have really good data, peer-reviewed from the 1990s up to 2016, showing effective use of oreomycin in cattle production. It is a really great molecule that's been around for almost 60 years, and it works just as well today as it did in the 1950s. Please call or send me an email if you would like to further discuss the use of this molecule.
0: We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information on oreomycin, go to cattlefeedadditives.com.